I've always loved art. I've always loved sort of being creative. And I decided it was a time maybe to pick up a, my paintbrush and try and get a bit better at watercolour, which I have always been poor at. But actually, that became a real solace and a, a sort of refuge for me to be able to sit down and paint and work out some of those days that had been a bit heavier somehow that process of creating something um, and creating something I guess with a bit of order as well um, helped to deal with the things that were a bit more chaotic and, and where I couldn't fix them it's, it's not our job anyway to fix things I'm Jo, um, I work as a doctor in psychiatry, I'm currently working with adults with mental illness. Um, I've been living in Leicester since I started at medical school, um, which was um, back in 2003, so 17 years now. I w started working in psychiatry after a lot of deliberation about different areas of medicine, um, mainly because I like people's stories, I like hearing about what people are like, what makes them tick, what gives them hope. I think having done um, several specialties and finding that I was treating um, symptoms and um, maybe shortness of breath or people having bleeding disorders, or I, I felt that I was missing the point um, because we're not just illnesses. I think we, we are people who live and breathe and have meaning to our lives other than just um, what makes us sick. Day-to-day -day I work with individuals aged between 18 and 65 um, and they have a range of different illnesses. I guess because I was working in the city at the time, there were lots of um, severe and enduring mental illnesses such as schizophrenia, um, bipolar, affective disorder, depression, quite a lot of anxiety disorders, neuroses. So... The people I worked with were um, are often very vulnerable, often lacking in social support um, and I guess are much more isolated than um, you or I might feel day to day. During lockdown, there was a strange first two weeks where everything went quiet. But almost as soon as that finished, like a wave, there came yeah, this, this, this sort of um, wave of people who'd never been unwell um, with their mental health before actually they'd never experienced depression or psychosis um, they'd never experienced any of those things they'd been well young fit individuals um, with jobs they were struggling with what they believed about the world so a sense that it was all a huge hoax something about the isolation and this change in people's social circumstances was causing people to present in ways that we hadn't seen Part of my role um, out of hours particularly was assessing patients to see if they needed to come into hospital. Um, this is always a really huge responsibility in psychiatry, largely because actually we have the um, legal powers to admit someone even if they don't want to be admitted. It's an area that I've always, I've always found fascinating, but it's also incredibly hard sometimes because you're admitting someone who is absolutely rejecting the idea they need to be in hospital during lockdown this became um I found this emotionally much more of a strain and actually I was considering if I was admitting someone to hospital that they may not see their family or friends that they wouldn't be allowed visitors because of the restrictions 
during lockdown, I was trying to balance childcare. And that for me meant starting to do some more out of hours work on emergency assessments. And the daily routine changed quite a lot as well, because my clinics became telephone contacts rather than face to face, um, which was hugely different. Um, In psychiatry, we rely hugely on someone's non-verbal gestures, the things that they don't say um, the way that they don't say them, their facial um, expressions. And actually, all of those things were gone. My non-urgent work um, became very much from home. So a huge difference for me was that actually I was hearing the stories of often distressed individuals, um, often very sad individuals. And I was hearing all these stories at home. For me, that was quite hard. That was my safe space. That's where I live. That's where I look after the kids. That's where I'm with my husband. And actually, suddenly, that was a place where people's thoughts of suicide or people's very disturbed beliefs came into my living room, my kitchen. Um, and that was that was really hard. I, along with um, all of my colleagues, really missed the corridor conversations and we missed the informal chats and the sort of sense checks on what we were doing the whole feeling definitely for me was actually an intense sense of loneliness sometimes in the work I was worried that we were sort of looking at mortality and death rates that's all I heard about um and forgetting about the huge what we'd talk about as morbidity people's actual quality of life um being affected Um, I felt really sad, to be honest, on one level and on another level, I felt really angry. Um, I felt a sense that actually we were being treated as bodies that needed to keep breathing and our hearts beating and our brains, you know, functioning when actually there was a sense that actually life was, that's all life was. For many people, they were losing their their social support, things like day centres, carers stopped visiting and actually those things were quite our lifelines for the people we see. Um, and and I worried about the fact that there was this blanket restriction, which was neglecting to remember that some people literally keep their lives, their, definitely their quality of life and sometimes their actual life um, through these means. Yeah, for a period I was really quite angry. I know many of us have talked about going into a period where we actually have a lot more Um, new episodes of mental illness and I guess one big area that I think we'll see is grief I guess I'm thinking about those who've lost loved ones during this time perhaps haven't been able to go to funerals haven't seen them before they died in addition to that I think I imagine there's going to be a big difference in social inequality so I think happy families will have done all right during this I think difficult families will have struggled and within mental um well, within psychiatry, we usually see the outworkings of that. We see people who've been in un- unhappy homes um, where there's perhaps been domestic violence or um, just huge displays of emotional sort of dysregulation. Um, they tend to come to us. Having um, always loved people and that being the reason I came into psychiatry, I think it's been a really interesting time to to watch people what I've seen is actually twofold one is that some people who you think are fragile actually 
are strong, <laughs> that they have coped better than the rest of us. They're almost used to dealing with crisis. This crisis has just been one of many they've dealt with their whole lives. And actually they've, they've managed and they've somehow been stronger than some of us who are used to things being okay. Okay. 